Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Tree Show. I'd like to welcome special guest, Julio Vasquez, host of the J Vaz Show. How you doing, Julio? Joey, what's up, man? What's up? Thank you for having me today, man. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Doing good, man. Not bad for a Saturday. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Not bad. Not for sure, man. For sure. Number love. Hey, uh... I'm digging your show, man. I, like I was telling you earlier, I was listening to your latest episode, man. I dig it, man. You guys talk about some real shit. And you guys are pretty funny, man. I, I could tell your co-host is your homie, dude. How you guys, like, kind of, like, talk shit to each other. You know how those guys do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's my boy, Chris, man. Um, or, or as, you know, as the co-host's name is Red Leaf. Uh, as I was telling you, he's my, he's my camera guy, uh, normally, but when, with COVID, um, I, you know, we, we're, our show is interview based and, and a lot of the people were kind of shying away from doing the interviews. And he was like, Hey bro, like, you know, I've, I've been wanting to be a co-host. Like, shit, let's do it. Chris, like you should have told me a long time ago. Like, let's make it happen. But yeah, that's my boy, man. So, so if people listen to the, to the J Vash show and they hear us talking shit, that, that's just how we are even off air. Like we just fuck with each other a lot. That's how those guys do, right? That's how we show our love. We we bully each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's how we show our love, man. Like fucking with each other's, you know. Especially since we know each other's history and shit. Like I'll talk shit and be like, yeah, kind of like your ex girlfriend, or you know, just throwing <laughs> shit out there that the, the guest that we had, she didn't know what the hell we were talking about, and I didn't catch on to later on. If you listen to that episode, I was like, uh, I thought you knew. She's like, yeah. I didn't know what you were talking about. He started bringing yeah, up like, well, stuff awkward. about that he didn't even want to talk about. You're all my bad. I thought everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought everybody knew about this shit. <laughs> yeah, man. So what what made you start a podcast, man? I mean, I it, it's such a it's it's different. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um I dig it, man. Well, what made you start it? Well, let me let me take you all the way back from where everything came from, the, the idea. Um, I've been in the music industry since I was 16. I, I'm now 33, so 17 years. And wow. you know, for a while, I was, I was doing music, doing music videos. You know, I, I, I did my thing for a little while there for about six years straight. And then it got to the point where I just kind of, I love music, but I lost the interest of being an artist. Like, I, I didn't care for writing anymore. I didn't care for you know, the investment into it anymore. And, and people were like, nah, you can't stop. Like we want new music. Like if you, if you go to my YouTube videos, to my YouTube channel, I left my music videos on there and people still comment on there. Like, when are you ever going to drop new music? So, and, and it's like, I, I, I just lost the love for, for making music, but I always loved the, the, I always loved music. Like the love for music was there. And I, and I went for about a two year stretch where I was kind of, I look at it now, bro, and I think it was depression because all I would do was work, sleep, work, sleep. There was no goal in mind. There was no, no drive. There was nothing, nothing that, that was, I was just living to work. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's and, not a life at all, man. That's, I feel you though. I've been there. Yeah, bro. And it, it, it was kind of rough. And, and I remember I was, I was on Twitter and Aaron Foster, he's, um, you know, 
a running back for the well, he was running back for the Houston Texans. He started his podcast about three years ago, and I started listening to his show, and and, and I started getting familiar with podcasting. And the next thing you know, I uh, I became a fan of 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 Aaron Foster podcast and the Pat McAfee podcast. And I told my girl one day, I said, you know what, I'm gonna start a podcast. She's like, well, what's what's stopping you? I was like, well, nothing. I have the equipment that I used to use when I record. I have the microphones and everything. Like, I can use that to, to start off. She's like, what's it going to be about? And initially, the idea was just, you know, the episode you heard, you know, kind of like that. Just let's just make fun of shit and talk shit. I think we're pretty funny, you know, like, let, let's do it. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, well, who's, who's going to, like, are you going to have a co-host? She's like, she, she likes to plan shit out. I'm more of a let's just jump into it and we'll figure it out. Freestyle, huh? Yeah, yeah, like we'll 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 find the we'll figure it out. Like we'll we'll, we'll find a way to make shit work. So she's like, "So do you have a plan?" I was like, "Well, uh, I have a friend named Mario. He's a he's a fucking character on, on Snapchat, always being funny." So I was like, "Hey, I might ask him to be a co-host." I'm like, "You're pretty good with you know writing shit, so you'll write like our little scripts and our introduction shit that goes into into every episode." I'm like, and then we have Cheryl. She's good with graphics, so she'll take care of our logo and our design to get started. And boom, we got into it. We started the podcast um, in 2017. Uh, again, it was just a talk show, I guess you can say. We would just get on there, and it was me, my my friend Lucky at the time. He was the co-host. Um, and and then I, I brought in another co-host, Ricky. That's another one of my longtime friends. And we would just... Each one of us would pick three topics of something we heard about during the week, and then we'll just make fun of it every episode. And and again, it was a really good distraction, bro. It, it got me out of the bed. Like I said, I was dealing with depression. And next thing you know, all I wanted to do was entertain people. I didn't want to be asleep anymore. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so that's that's how we got here. That's how the podcast came about. Just it woke me up. You know what I mean? I'm glad you did it, man. It saved your life. Sounds like, it, bro, uh, man. And, and you know, if anybody listens to my podcast, uh, or if, if anybody goes from here to start listening to the podcast, one thing that you're going to hear on there is that, that I've lost a lot of weight and that's the way that I gained when all I did was work, sleep, and eat. I, I was pushing 400 pounds, bro. And damn man. Yeah. Thankfully right now, I'm, you know, and, and it all comes from, from starting the podcast, you know, if you dig deep into how we get here with everything else, it's because of other podcasts. And, you know, you start finding a reason to do things and then you start setting goals. And, and obviously I, I was involved in, in, you know, we switched the style of the podcast. We started doing music interviews. So I was starting being involved in, in shows and stuff like that here in the Houston area and being 400 pounds ain't easy when you're having to stand up fucking six, seven hours a day recording shows and stuff. Um, Fuck, you're out of breath on the mic. <laughs> out of breath, my legs were swelling up. Like if, for example, with the day I decided to lose weight, um, not sure if you're familiar with South Park Mexican, but they had a SPN um, Day of Unity event. And Oh, nice. And what happened was it was a two-day event. I'm sorry, no, it was a one-day event, and I got booked for it on Saturday, and then this other show was happening on Sunday, so I got booked for both. So I went to the event. Saturday, which I was there at from eight in the morning and it ended at 12. And I had to leave early because again, I was 400 pounds. I was fucking dizzy. My, my ankles were swollen. So me and my girl left like six hours in and then I couldn't make it to the Sunday one. And then at that point, it just clicked. I said, you know what? I know why this is happening. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, oh, maybe I ate something. No, I, I know I'm overweight and, and we have to put it into this like let's fight it and and i hit up my homeboy coast he he got me on keto and next oh, thing you know, wow. i'm on keto i'm working out and and yeah and again everything came because of the podcast bro so so like you said it, it definitely changed it changed my life it, it, it saved my life you know what i mean props to you man you it looks like you've lost a lot of weight and that keto diet that that's a lot of fucking work yo that's one of the one of the hardest diets out there yo big props man Appreciate it, man. Hey, it was hard as shit because when I started, it was last November. And, you know, I, I'm Mexican, right? So around November, so when you start seeing tamales, you start seeing tres leches cake. Oh, oh my God, seeing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> all this shit I couldn't have. And, and you know, and 
it was it was my sister's birthdays on the same two. I have two sisters. Well, I have three sisters, but their birthdays on the same weekend. And so we had those parties. Then we had Thanksgiving. Then we had Christmas. Then we had New Year's. And bro, like all that good food was showing. And I'm over here like, damn, I can't eat it. I can't eat it. It's testing you. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, so yeah, you like you said, it's definitely hard, man. It's it's not it's not for everyone because because since I've lost weight, I try to get some people that I know that that need to lose weight, and and I feel like it'll better their life because I see what it did for me, and I try to get them on it, and and they give up, and I was like, hey, it's cool, just get back on it. Like it's cool to have a cheat day, but again, it's not one slice of pizza that got you that got you fat. It's the consistency of one slice, another slice, another slice. So if you have one slice, you're good, you know, and it's not going to hurt you, but just don't let it happen again. You know, yeah, that shit ain't easy. Mm -hmm. It's all about training yourself. Um, I knew a buddy, a coworker, and he was on the keto diet. And then uh, at work, they would have like pizza parties and shit. And then he got himself like a slice of pizza. And I'm like, yo, dude, I, I thought you couldn't eat pizza. And he's like, yeah, I can. And he just scrapes everything off the bread and puts it on a plate. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. that's pretty smart. Yeah, because yeah, you can have cheese and shit. You just can't have the bread. You know what I mean? And uh, lots of bacon, too, right? A lot of bacon. Um, really, man, it's it's a mind game, I think, because you can have all the good stuff. Like you can have steaks. You can have if you want a burger. You can have the burger, but you can't have the bun. You know what I mean? You, you can't have the, the mayonnaise or the or the ketchup. So you, you can have the good stuff minus the breads. And again, I'm Mexican, man. So tortillas was, that was a big, you know, that was a big hit. You know, like you can't have tortillas no more. Like, fuck. Yeah, it must be hard, dude, being a Latino. And, you know, everything's fried and fucking tortillas <laughs> and pan and shit. Fucking tortas. I'm telling you, man, it's it's all the good stuff. You can't have it. Um, this yeah, year, but... I've been a little more. You know, I, I enjoy myself a little more, but but again, I, I am down like 76 pounds. Wow. So, yeah, bro. So so again, I'm not where I want to be, but but I see the difference now. And I'm like, I'll be all right. You know, I'm 76 pounds down. If I eat a slice of pizza today or two slices, as long as I get back on it for the next two, three weeks, I'll be all right. But but again, I found my medium now. You, mm -hmm. know, you got the I formula. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, yeah. And, and, you know, just the keto and working now, but you did that and started park podcasting around the same time, right? Yeah. Um, the podcasting was already going, uh, but it, it kind of gave me a boost of energy because now I was more open to doing to be able to do, you know, more events, especially like like this year. I've, I've been able to do a lot more podcasting, even even with COVID, man. Um I'm a firm believer now, now of if there's a will, there's a way. So it, it does give you a boost of confidence, bro. Cause I was getting to the point where if you were, you know, if, if we were to go out, you know, my girl's like, oh, we're going to go to a wedding or whatever. And you start trying out clothes and you look in the mirror and you don't, you don't like what you see, bro. It, it becomes kind of starts fucking with you mentally. Like, damn, what do I wear? I look like shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> And <laughs> right? yeah, and, and once I started, started losing weight, I, I did kind of gain a little confidence and it shows in my work, like um, not just that, but you have a boost of energy that, that you don't have when, when you're pushing 400 pounds. Cause I mean, your body's tired, you know, you're walking around with 400 pounds all day. Your body wants to just lay down like motherfucker, give me a break. Get high blood pressure and all kinds of complications. It's no yeah, bueno. Man. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, gout was my biggest problem where, where my joints would swell up. Um, and, you know, I would go fucking a week and a half with a swollen knee or a swollen ankle. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. So so that I haven't had a gout attack in a year, you know, since I started keto. So that's that's another big plus. For, for Damn, that. man. And, you know, that's a lot of hard work, the keto working out and then the podcasting itself. A lot of people don't understand, yo. Uh, it's like a part-time job, sometimes even full-time, you know? Bro, it is. It is. And like you said, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, and, I, you know, on top of this, I do have a regular job. Uh, you know, I, I work for a, for a company that does oil seals, and I do the shipping and receiving for them. So I wake up in the mornings, I do that, and then I have a schedule to where, you know, like, for example, Monday, I dedicate it to podcasting. So I get home, go for my walk, work out, 
and then do anything that has to do with the podcasting or graphics, whatever I got to do, right? Because I do graphics too. Um, and then nice. I, also have a, I also have a toy business where I, where I buy and sell collectibles. Um, it's called, called the JVAS store. And I have a little cartoon that I'm putting together called the Toy Bandit. And oh, that's fucking amazing, bro. Yeah, bro. So that's, that's another gig that I have. So Tuesdays, I dedicate my time to the toy business. You know, whether it's putting stuff on, on auction on eBay or putting stuff on, on Mercari. And then I'm on a couple of Facebook pages where, where I do auctions, online auctions for them as well. So it, it's a, it's the energy I needed to be able to do all of this. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have time to do this. I wouldn't have the energy to do it because podcasting is a, finding the guests, getting to know about the guests so you can interview them, um, fixing the audio, fixing the video. It's, it's another job, man. It's fun, but it's definitely another job. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate editing, bro. Like <laughs> spending hours, dude. And then sometimes I'll fuck up and like have to start over. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's happened to me way too many times. But yeah. It, video editing is the worst. Audio editing. I'm, I'm pretty, like I said, I've been in the music industry for 16 years. So the audio editing is pretty, pretty simple to me now. But but the video is something completely new to me, and and it's been, it's it's a headache. <laughs> it's a headache. I'm not a fan of it. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it's it's fucking amazing meeting cool people on podcasts. You know, just just like meeting you right now. You know, big shout out to Steve Joyner, man, for connecting me to amazing people. Steve's the man, and you know, I love it, bro. That's you know part of part of the love hate thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to Steve, man. Yeah, say he, he definitely it, it links you up with a lot of people that you I mean, otherwise you probably wouldn't even run into. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, the, the funnest thing of podcasting is meeting meeting those people and hearing those stories because everybody got a story to tell. And uh, so tell me about your toy business. Like, is it any like a certain type of toy or just like all kinds of different? Oh, man. So so I, I back in. I was like 20, I think, so maybe like 13 years ago. Um, I'm going to give you the whole history of it, how, how it all started, bro. Um, awesome. But when I was about 20 years old. I used to work at a grocery store here here where I lived, well, where I used to live in Hempstead, Texas. And it was called Brookshire Brothers. And I remember I felt like they wanted to fire me, right? Like, I, you know, once once you get that feeling of like, uh, they're, they're starting to tell me I don't need overtime or the guy that don't do shit is doing my job and they're telling me, you know, take the day off. You start to get that feeling that you're not, oh, you're not wanted. You know what I mean? That's a horrible feeling, man. <laughs> Bro, it is. Especially 20 years old. Like, that was my first job that I've ever had. And you're like, okay, I need to start finding something, right? Um, I was watching a TV show called Storage Wars. And they said that this happened, it was like around November or December. And they said that the, the top selling item on eBay is bubblegum machines. Right. And I kept what? it in the back of my head for whatever reason. And then one day I was at work filling up the shelves and I get this big pallet of bubblegum machines. So I start filling them up. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm going to buy one, post it on eBay. If it sells, badass, make some profit. If it doesn't sell, then I just got bubblegum from my parents and my nephews. Like, I, you know, <laughs> nephews would come over a lot. So I was like, I'll give them bubblegum, like whatever. So I bought it for $10. Put it on eBay next day, sold for 30, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy the whole shelf. So I bought the whole shelf, bubble gums. Obviously, two weeks later, my, my feeling was right. I got I got let go. They told me, you know, oh, you can uh they were gonna give me people that I that, that I knew weren't worth a damn for, for for the job. Um they were like, either either you do it or or you can leave. I was like, oh. I've always been very prideful. I think it's like a Hispanic thing where, where they give me that option. I was like, Hey, I'm not going to be begging for a fucking job. I leave like uh-huh. no big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, so I started doing, I started selling online on eBay when I got let go from there and I started um, all the after Christmas toys and shit. The price started dropping at Walmart. So I would go buy them at Walmart for $10, $5, turn around and sell them on eBay. So again, this was 13 years ago, right? So I, I did it for about three years straight where I was just selling a lot of toys. Nothing in general, just random toys that were on sale at Walmart. Fast forward, 
you know, again, I was dealing with the whole depression thing. So toys were not even on my mind, but this year with COVID I'm at the house with nothing to do. We can't do shit. Right. My girl's like, we, you know, we're not going to go out because COVID. So I'm like, fuck, I need to find one of my goals for this year was to have another source of income. Right. And I was thinking, I was like, fuck man, like I need to find something to do besides podcasting in my job. You know, as, as if I didn't, like if I, like if I had a lot of time on my hands, right? Like I, I'm already <laughs> fucking tight with my schedule. Already juggling a lot. Yeah, bro. And I was at work and my coworker, she's like, I'm trying to buy a, a perfume, but it's priced that the guy's trying to sell it to me for this much. He says it sells on eBay for this price. You think I'm overpaying? And it, like that, the light bulb clicked. I was like, well, you can check what things have recently sold for. And it's, what's I was, while I was doing it for her, looking at the prices, I started thinking, why the fuck did I stop selling on eBay? Like, I need to get back into this. So literally, bro, like, it started just, my, my juices started working in my head. And I get home, and I was like, I know I have the phone number for a lady that I used to buy homies from. You know, Remember the homie figures? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I used to love those. Everybody yes. was collecting them. So, so I know the distributor from uh, in Cali, and what? from back in, from back in the day, and I was like, they have to have the same number. So I find the I find the, the business card. The number wasn't the same, but the company was still called you know what it's called. So I Google the name, got their new phone number. I call them. And I was like, yeah, I want to place an order for you know this these homies, the Palermos and the bobbleheads, and I placed the order. They came in. Boom, started selling like, like fucking crack. Like I was just putting it on eBay and they were just, people were just buying it. And wow, then, that's some 90s nostalgia right there. Homies were the shit, bro. Like a lot of people don't, don't realize how much they're worth now. Cause back then they were what, 50 cents, 25 cents. You get them in those little gumball machines. Yeah. For 25, 50 cents. Even remember the tattoos? I used to put them on my binders. Yes, the tattoos, the stickers. the stickers. They had like the holographic background and shit. Yeah, yeah, and you know you would get them and put them in your in your binders. There, every binder from different classes had different stickers on it. Um, that was like your I, Instagram back there, you know. That was your Instagram. That's how you display your shit. Yeah, um, and that's how I started selling. Right, started selling the homies, and then I started started watching a TV show where the guy buys shit on the garage sales and then just resells them. Right. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna start doing that. So I got on, I got on Facebook, and this is a wild story, bro. And people close to me know the story, but you know, my listeners and obviously Facebook friends have no idea how I opened up the store. So I got on Facebook, and this is gonna sound like total bullshit, I know, and, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I got on Facebook and I saw that a guy was selling a 1989. Um, Ghostbusters in the box, the car, the Ecto one, brand new in the box for ten dollars. For ten dollars, like, yeah. What? And I'm like, bro, that's that's you know straight up, that's stupid. So I messaged this guy on Facebook. Don't know who this guy is. He lives an hour away from my house. I message him, hey, if I cash app you now, could you hold that for me and I'll pick it up after work? He's like, well, it's not my garage sale, but let me ask. Then he replies back, it already sold. I was like, fuck. So then I see they have a bobblehead. It's a singer from the 40s. And I know that bobblehead was worth like $200 on eBay. And they were also selling it for $10. So I told the guy, I was like, well, what about that bobblehead? He's like, it already sold as well. And then he just, for some reason, maybe it was God looking out. I don't know. For some reason, he replied, why are you so interested? And I was like, well, it's because I buy and resell Again, at this point, I'm I'm kind of lying because this, this was my first purchase to resell like this, like at a garage sale. But You're my line was, yeah, my line was I buy and resell toys, and I know they're worth a lot more than that. I said, for example, the Ecto one that you just sold, that could be sold for like two, three hundred dollars, and you sold it for ten. And he replies to me, Well, what I do is um when people pass away or stuff like that, they, he helps clean the houses and set up garage sales. He's like, so if you give me your contact info, I can link you up with, with any future customers. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, what, what do I got to lose, right? Like, he's not asking me for money, so he's not scamming me. So I gave him my phone number. This was on a Friday evening. 
Saturday morning, I get a text. Hey, I have a guy. His dad passed away. He's been collecting since he was 18. He passed away at 70. And they have a lot of toys. And he put a lot in all caps. So he's got a lot of toys um, for sale. Would you be interested? I said, yeah, I'll be interested. He's like, but trust me, it's a lot. He showed it to two people and they shied away. They got overwhelmed. I was like, well, uh, whatever. Like, I, I'm interested. So in the back of my head, I'm thinking, if it's a lot, he's going to want a lot of money, right? So I'm like, whatever. I'll, I'll take a look. I'll try to convince him to sell me a box or two and call it a day. So then this guy, five minutes later, he texts me, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I want to tell you about my dad's collection. My dad didn't have a specific collection. He just bought anything that was, say, Walmart on clearance, but it's a two-car garage full of toys. It's a shed, a bedroom, an attic, and a closet. Wow. At that moment, I'm like, ain't no way in hell I'm going to be able to afford this. Like, ain't no way in hell. I'm like, well, how much are you guys trying to get rid of it for? He's like, well, Hot Wheels alone, we're looking at like five grand. He's like, but I think we'll let it go for about 15 grand. So I'm like, Damn. yeah. So I'm like, that's a that's a good prize, man. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. He's like, well, can you come here in the next hour? I said, well, I live an hour away, but I'll be there like in two hours. So the whole time my drive over there, I'm thinking like either I'm going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to invest 15 grand and I'm the toys are going to be sitting there or I need to find a way to be able to get these toys without investing any money. So long story short, bro, I get there. He shows me this, the, the toys. He's like, so 15 grand, do you want it? And then something just told me, man, that it wasn't right because he had way more than 15 grand in there. And I told him, I said, bro, th this is going to be a slap to the face to your dad. I said, but to be honest with you, you got about 40 grand in here. Hey, everyone. Quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4, Tucson AZ 85712. Or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S. And then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. 
And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. Just straight really? up told him on. Yeah, he's like, really? I said, yeah, bro. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this because the time that your dad invested, you know, it, it's the, the investment and the love that he had for collecting. It's gonna be a slap to the face for you to for you to just let it go for fifteen grand. You're a good guy, man. And he's like, "Well, shit, give me 40. I said, "Ah, oh, I'm not gonna. You definitely can't do that." Like, I'm, you all what the fuck? I'm helping you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, and I'm like, "Well, if you, you know, the business minded person over here. I'm over here thinking. I was like, "Well, I'll give you forty grand if you want." I said, "But the problem is, you probably have more than that." I'm like, "Cause I don't know what all you have in these boxes." So he's, he, he told me, he's like, so what do you want to do, man? I said, hey, bro, let's let's do inventory and let's sign a contract. And I'll buy the, you know, I'll take the toys. I'll sell them for you. He's a pilot, so he doesn't have time for this. I'm like, so I'll sell them for you and let me keep a percentage. As soon as I told him that, he's like, okay, let's do it. And boom, that was my first toy collection that, I, that I'm still selling. And this happened in June. And I still, I'm not even halfway done through his collection yet. Mm. Wow, made a partner right there, yo. Bro, and from him alone, we, we're pushing, you know, about three, four grand a month. And we're still not even putting a dent on his collection, bro. Fuck, from bro. there, from there, I just took that same little um idea of you know consignment, so to speak, and I started picking up other collections. And again, I don't have a specific type of toys. It's if, if anybody got a toy collection they're trying to get rid of, that's why the cartoon, the toy bandit came about because I'm just out here looking for toys and, and, you know, whatever. I got a guy that sold me dolls, uh, Madame Alexander dolls. And there's, I don't, you know, anything that, that can resell, uh, I try to get my hands on it either. I bought a couple of them cash, but you know, besides that, you know, and by those, I mean like little collections that I found at garage sales, nothing big, but, but I bought some of those cash and, you know, the two big collections I've, I've got them through consignment, basically. That's how the toy business got started too, bro. Damn, man, you got a lot going on. And uh, so the, this cartoon, the toy bandit, are you doing the animation yourself or did you hire somebody? No. So uh, the, the cartoon was made by, of course, my mind's going to go blank. I, I, I really want to give this guy his credits because he did a real good job with it. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, I'll, I'll look up the name now. But somebody made the cartoon for me. And I just told him what I wanted. I said, hey, I want I want my cartoon. I'm, I'm very, I love marketing, bro. Like, again, I, I'm treating all this like I was treating the music business. So I was like, this, I want a cartoon. I don't care if it looks like me or not. Like, that's not my thing. But what I do want is the cartoon to have a shirt that says Be You, which I don't know if you can see. But I have I have my own shirt that's basically Be You, uh, Believe in Yourself. I like and it. That's also on your podcast cover art as well, right? Yeah, to promote. I'm trying to promote it every way I can. I so, like it. So I told the guy, just make me a cartoon. I want him to be holding a baby Yoda. And I want it to be wearing my shirt. And then he's like, so do you care how the cartoon looks? I said, I really don't, bro. Just just give me a, a random cartoon. So he sketched it from nothing, um, hand, hand drew it. And um, I was pausing here because I was looking for this guy's name. His, his name is Scarecrow, S-K-A-R-E-K-R-O uh, on Instagram. And he made the cartoon from scratch. And when he got done, I hit up one of my friends, uh, Blaze, um, and Blaze... He's, he's in Houston as well. He's going to be doing the animation for the cartoon, uh, which, which we are putting together a YouTube channel. Um, it's going to be little, you know, two, three minute skits of the cartoon. Obviously, we're not professionals with the cartoon thing, but we are going to make that. And on top of that, the idea of the toy band is also to do toy reviews because I have toys from the 80s, from the 70s that that are still on the package. So I just want to Bring attention wow. to them. And then obviously it brings business to my eBay and my Mercari page as well. Uh, because YouTube has like a broader audience. They might be looking for a certain toy or something. They might see it on my video and they're interested in it. So they can just hit the link and, you know, purchase whatever toy I'm reviewing or whatever. So, so that's how the toy bandit came about. And that's what, you know, that's how the animation and everything that's going to go on on the toy bandit YouTube page is going to be about. 
Man, um, you know, as a kid, I, I always loved drawing and painting. It's, it's always been one of my passions. Um, and I always wanted to create a cartoon. That's fucking amazing, dude. Man, um, yeah, it's, as a kid, it's, I think that's one of the reasons I love the toy business right now. Because I don't know about you, but I used to love, like, Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, yes. I used to love In, uh, Street um, Sharks. Street Sharks, G.I. Joes. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, anything that had to do with Batman. I used to have all these Batmans, and I look what they're selling for now, and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have saved them, but my toys never stood a chance. As soon as my parents <laughs> would buy it, I'll get to the parking lot, take them out the package, and they never stood a chance to make it as a collectible. But mm-hmm. they get lost, or you break them. Yeah, bro, because I. When I used to play with G.I. Joe's, they used to go into actual battles. You know, I used to fight them. And- <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> if they died, they died. I would bury them. You know what I mean? So there's buried G.I. Joe's somewhere in McAllen or Mission, wherever the hell we used to live back then. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, we knew how to play with toys. It's not like kids nowadays that they just spend time on their tablets, man. Oh, for real, yo. It's all about electronics now. Not going outside and put your toys in the mud and have them fight each other. <laughs> Yeah, like people, kids don't know about that shit now, man. <laughs> but you know, Ninja Turtles, same way they used, I used to fight them, and it was the wrestling figures. I don't know if you were a um, wrestling fan, but like the WCW days when you mm-hmm. used to get like the little action figures, Amy Stadio and all them, and the little ring. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love wrestling, and as a kid, man, uh, I used to watch it a lot and just collect the toys. I even miss like wrestling. The- um, it used to be Sting. I used to love Sting or Stone Cold. Do you think we used to like Sting because he wouldn't come out as much? Like he wouldn't—he wasn't one of those wrestlers that would be on the on the fighting scene or whatever the shows every week, huh? He would come out every now and then. And the way he used to come on that damn rope—that's it was strong. just something about Sting that I loved, man. He was like a special edition kind of deal, right? Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't like a every every week. You know, wrestler. He was more of randomly. He'll pop up. The lights will go off, and then we just see this motherfucker just flying from the top, and it was thing. He was like the the was it the crow, but wrestler crow, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I heard he's coming back. He's like sixty something years old, and uh, Sting's actually coming back. He's uh, back with AEW. He came back with AEW. That's fucking crazy. All these wrestlers we love, they're like old as fuck now or dead. Yeah, bro. Like, um, I started getting a little bit that, that we've we've had and we're about to have on the show. Uh, we're actually Steve hooked us up with an interview with uh Stevie Ray, which I, I'm fucking excited about too, man. Uh, wow. He was, yeah, he was with the Harlem Heat and he lives in Houston, so we're gonna be able to do this in person. So I'm extremely excited about Oh my about God, that. dude. That's an honor right there. Yeah, man. Um, in the beginning of the year, was we got uh, Tessa Blanchard. Not sure, not sure if you're uh, familiar with her. Um, but Tessa was, she's the daughter of one of the guys from the Four Horsemen. I can't remember the guy's name, which was also WCW. Damn. Um, so like you said, even though some of these wrestling figures we were a fan of are no longer, you know, they're either, like you see, they're old as fuck or dead. Um, you know, to be able to interview that guy's daughter is fucking dope as shit. And, and you know, it's yeah, see another side of him, maybe you know, see how he was as a father, or you know, just what you yeah. don't see on TV. Yeah, correct, correct. Like the and and that's what my show's about. More of a the history of how how did you get here, basically. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's gonna cover how her dad was and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the interview we did with her that day was a 15-minute interview because th- she had the pay-per-view two days after that. Uh, and she, she became the first women's uh, champion of a, like the heavyweight title champion, not just women's champion, but she was the first female in wrestling history to hold the main title of, of a company. Um, so they were doing a, a promotion for that, and they told me, hey, we're going to keep it short. You got 15 minutes with her and just talk about the pay-per-view. So we didn't get to go too deep into it, but but I've kept, you know, that I'm not gonna call it a relationship, but that in contact with them. 
So when they come to Houston, I, I, you know, we've talked about having a full-on interview going into depth of how, how did you get here? How was it growing up with your father being a Hall of Famer in, in, in the wrestling industry? And hopefully we get that whole story, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I absolutely, absolutely love hearing people's stories, man. It, it's amazing what people go through and, you know, it's pretty motivating a lot of the times. You, you really don't know what people are going through or what they went through. It really is, yeah. That, that's again that's one of the things that are so cool about about podcasting just hearing the stories and um so you um you did a lot of interviews with the music industry industry on your podcast but yeah. um right now you're doing it with your homie yeah well we're still we're still mixing it in man um as far as the interviews we've done it i wanted to focus i wanted to bring light to the independent artists uh, because kind of like podcasting, us being independent up and comers, I guess you can call it, uh, we don't get the same attention that Joe Rogan gets, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create a media outlet for, for these new artists, and that's how it started, right? And uh, we've interviewed anywhere from, uh, we've had Busy Bone, which he's one of our biggest interviews that we've had from uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, that, that was pretty dope. We've had uh, Lexi Pantera. She's she's been she's better known for her twerking. I remember a couple years ago, if you remember the girl used to pop up on Facebook, she was doing twerk videos to every song that popped up or was popular. Oh, was but, it like a, a white chick? Yeah, with a big old booty. Yeah. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, Lexi Pantera. She she's also an actress uh and, and a singer. So we, we've wow. had her on there. Uh we've had one of the guys that's a cast member of uh The Mule, uh the movie that came out, I think it was last year. Uh, we've had one of the cast members was actually one of my old time friends. That's why I was able to get him on there. But the one with Clint Eastwood. Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Um, and what else we've had, you know, those big names. And then we've had our local artists. But like I said, because of COVID. Uh, it's, it's getting harder to, to get these to where, where we started, which was just doing episodes with my friends. Uh, like I said, my, my co-host, Red Leaf, uh, Chris, but just bringing random topics to the table, which next episode we, we're, that's coming up next week, uh, one of the topics that we have is what's the weirdest um, superstition that, that you've heard? And basically what I do is I get on Facebook uh, on my personal page, or sometimes I forget that I'm on my personal page and I post it and I get feedback and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to post it on my podcast page no more like let's just run it and i just put it on there and let people tell me what the weirdest thing or the funniest thing that's happened to them but again this topic is going to be weirdest superstitions and that's a good one that's a good topic bro i bet some crazy i bet there's some crazy ass ones there is bro like um i mean you, you're hispanic right so you know about um what's one of the most hispanic the vix cures everything Vix, yeah, Vix <laughs> cures everything. Ponte said, what? No, Ponte, Ponte Vix. I Ponte got the road yeah, yeah. That's malo, Ponte Vix, in, in el pecho, en los pies, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my friends posted on there saying the weirdest superstition she's heard was uh, put a gallon of water under your bed so you don't have nightmares. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you supposed to drown your nightmares? Are they going to drown, or how's this going to help? Like, but... But yeah, that's what the show is about now until until COVID kind of gives us a break and we start doing more interviews. Which, like I said, we're going to start doing interviews via Zoom. So so that's that's a uh, we're going to keep that going, but we're going to mix in a little more of everyday conversations and just fuck fucking with each other and, and making fun of whatever. So fuckery. Is. Yeah, yeah. Just random shit. Fuck yeah, dude. I like your show, man. And uh, you're doing a great job, man. Appreciate it. And uh, so where can people find your, your podcast, your YouTube? Uh, so you can go to the jvazshow.com, T-H-E-J-V-A-Z show.com. Um, and from there, you'll be able to get linked to, to the podcast, which, you know, obviously you can get it on all streaming services, but, but I have it linked to my Spotify page, to my uh, pod, uh, Apple podcast and uh, iHeartRadio. And then, you know, the JVS show on all social media pages, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And uh, I don't really get on Twitter much, but but it's also on there. 
and YouTube, YouTube, the JVAS show. But if you go to that, to my web, uh, web page, web page, the show.com, you can find the links to, to the YouTube channel as well, where, where we have most of the interviews, you know, the, the video version of most of the interviews on there. Awesome, man. So everybody check out the JVASHow.com and uh, for your toy collection, if people are interested in buying some toys, where they can, where can they find you there? Okay, so the toy collection right now is the JVAS store. So I'm trying to connect the JVAS for everything, which again, my name is Julio Vasquez. So that's what the JVAS is. Uh, the JVAS store on Instagram and the JVAS store on Facebook. Uh, every now and then I'll post, you know, pictures and, and videos. The YouTube channel, it's uh, the Toy Bandit. And the, the, the webpage should be thetoybandit.com. Uh, it's not up yet. We're still working on it. But again, you'll be able to get a link to, to the YouTube channel on there where, again, I'm going to be doing reviews for it, uh, for toys that I have, old toys, and really just doing reviews for my awesome finds that, that are rare. And obviously the cartoon itself will be on there as well. I'm excited for it, man. Like I said, I love, you know, those those 90s toys you're talking about in the 80s. Like that just brings back that nostalgia. And uh, I'm looking forward for that cartoon as well. I love animation. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, I'll send you a link once once we release the first one. Uh, the first one's gonna be simple. It's probably just gonna be like a little introduction, but but you know, it's it's definitely coming before the end of the year. Awesome, man. Sounds good, bro. And um, anything else you'd like to plug, man? Uh, I have the BU T-shirts. You guys can't see it, but but if you go to my social media pages or if you follow the podcast, you'll be able to see it. I have it everywhere. Uh, the BU T-shirts are available for sale. Uh, they're twenty dollars with shipping. And, you know, it's just a motivational thing to be yourself, be you and believe in yourself, because if you believe in yourself, it ain't really anything's possible. And I don't just say that to sound corny. I say that because I've like I told you, I was dealing with, with bullshit that nothing in particular. I was just depressed for whatever reason. Right. And believing in the idea that I can make something happen uh, has has really helped me. Uh, and really, I'm just being me, man. And, and I think people on Facebook see that. A lot of people don't like it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's my Facebook page, so I'm just being me. You know what I mean? I'm being me. You don't have to agree with, mm-hmm. with what I post, but I think that's the beautiful thing of, of life. You, you can just be yourself. Those who get your, I guess in my case, your fucked up humor, they're going to stick around. Those who don't get it, you know, they ain't going to get it no matter what. So just Bro, be you. I could relate so much because I have a fucked up, I have a really dark sense of humor sometimes. And it's not for everybody, but those that stick around, man, they stick around for the long haul. You know, yeah. I, I think that dark sense of humor weeds out the weak. I mean, I don't want to like put it that way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's what it is, though. Yeah. But, you know, I'm the same way. Do I shit post a lot? And, um, you know, like like you said, I, I love that you're being yourself. And I wish everybody did that. I wish people didn't worry so much what people thought about them. And I think it's amazing that you're, you know, you're yourself and, um, you know, great job on losing weight and, you know, putting all that work and not only to your health, but your business and your passion, right. Podcasting and the toys, like you fucking, and, and you know, um, sorry to interrupt you, but I just oh, want to no, put we- this out there as well. It's, it's not just me, man. I, I do have a very good uh, supporting cast. Uh, it, it starts with with my parents. Um, they've, they've always been supportive from day one when I told them I wanted to be an artist to when I told my dad the other day, hey, guess what I started doing? I started selling toys. I, and I told them how it started, how pumped up they get for me. Uh, and then obviously my girlfriend has been very supportive. Um, I mean, we've been together for close to four years now. And she was with me when, when I was close to 400. She's still with me and constantly pushing me. So wow, that that, a that support system, bro. It's 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 very good to have. And again, it's not just me, because sometimes, hey, bro, like there's times where I've wanted to stop podcasting, but they don't let me. They don't let me, and, and that's what's really helped me to to continue to to be me. You know what I mean? Because probably would have a different version of Julio right now, if anything, um, if it wasn't for them as well. For sure, man. I think that's, uh, you know, us Latinos, we have very supportive families. Lots of time, big families as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, my, my dad, he just recently passed away. But same thing, he always, 
he'd be like, hey, have you made another episode? You know, he's always asking me about, he was always asking me about my podcast. He really cared, you know, and yeah. he, he'd always ask me, like, who are you going inter- to interview now? When are you going to record again? Like, you know, he, you know, hey, my mom my, and my siblings, you know, my friends, same thing. You know, I've gotten a lot of support, man. It's, it feels good. Yeah. Hey, uh, sorry about your dad, man. Um, I think as we get older, we appreciate our parents more. And I guess, and I guess we're coming to the end of the show. And I just want to put that out there to people who are listening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we got to appreciate our parents more, man. Because as we get older, not we're not just getting older. You know, they're they're getting older too. So it's it's good to spend time with them when 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 they're alive. Because it's a different feeling. Like I don't know your relationship with your dad, but I'm sure it's a different feeling knowing how close he was. And these become good memories, and that's yes. what you want to have: good memories of them. Uh, so so yeah, that's. Again, I, I just wanted to say that for, for people listening to Thanks, your man. parents. And you're 100% right. You know, when you're a teenager, you hate them. You're like, leave me alone. It's, yeah. it's, it's my body. I do what I want, you know. But do what I want, yeah. As you get like old. Cart- sound like Cartman. You remind me of Cartman. <laughs> exactly. <what> yeah. <laughs> you're like, I need my privacy. Get out of my room. And, you know, but like you said, as you get older, bro, and we all know they're going to pass away. But it never prepares you, you know, so just be there for them, love them. And, you know, your parents get older and they'll start repeating the same stories. And you're like, oh, here we go. Dad's going to say the same thing. But, you know, when they're gone, you're going to miss that story, you know. For real. Yeah. But uh, thanks, man. And uh, keep up the good work, bro. Hey, appreciate you for having me, man. Uh, I'd like to have you on the show as well. So, so Oh, for sure, time, man. That, that, that'll be cool to have. And, and again. Thank you for, for having me on. Thank, thanks to Steve for, for, you know, linking us up. And, uh, yeah, the JVAS show, man. Uh, we appreciate you, not just me, but everybody on the team. Appreciate you helping to spread the word. All right, man. Everybody check out the JVASshow.com. And um, I'll have the links on the episode descriptions when I publish it. And uh, thanks again, bro. All righty. Later. everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for episodes and behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.